From the creators of the hit kids podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild, comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly. I got to say, love the name Max. That's my my puppy dog's (laughs) name. Uh, Who have just recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs. It actually makes learning pretty cool. Yeah. Now, I listened to this with my son, and it was so fun to listen to. I loved how modern it was with a cool ant that they really dug, and like they dealt with bullies. Uh, My son also enjoyed all the math involved. Like He thought it was really cool. Well, and I have to say, I love anything that brings learning and fun together for kids. I really, really wish that something like this was around for my teens when they were younger. We would have absolutely devoured this on our car trips. It would have been amazing. It's perfect for kids ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. It's all coming. I'm going to try to be mature. <laughs> Welcome to the No Go Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, and I'm joined here by my fantastically spectacular, amazing, I just need to keep a list of adjectives right here to describe <laughs> Brie Tucker. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. How are you doing? <laughs> so we were laughing before we started recording this episode because <laughs> of the acronym we've decided on. It's BALLS. Balls. I just keep saying, going, balls. (laughs) (laughs) All the SNL skits come to mind right now. (laughs) I know. But today we're talking all about juggling. And that's why we picked balls. Uh, For obvious other, like our minds are in middle school right now as well. (laughs) But along with our no guilt bomb mindset, one of the key components is showing love for my family doesn't mean I do anything. Everything. everything. And I think so often that juggling it tends to be like, you do everything. But no, with balls, we're going to show you how not to do everything. We're going to show you how to how to toss a ball to everybody else in the family. Everybody gets one. Yeah, Come you on. could think of it like that. Like, you're not juggling all the balls. Yeah. Everyone is. It's more of a juggle where, like, I toss it to you, then you toss it to here, and we just, we have a nice little system. Yes, going. And exactly, a system. Right. And hey, before we get into it, have you subscribed to the No Guilt Mom podcast yet? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you should because it's only like the coolest podcast out there. <laughs> we might be biased. <laughs> we may be a little biased. <laughs> but when you subscribe, you get us like immediately downloaded to your podcast app every Tuesday and Thursday. So subscribe. And then after you listen to this episode, can you leave us a rating and review? We so appreciate it. We need the feedback. We love the feedback. We love the feedback. And we want to hear from you. And we read reviews out loud. We spotlight a listener every single episode. We love our fans. So So do you want to read today's review? Sure. Okay. Okay. Who's it from? Today is from All the Lovely Lemons. Woohoo! She's amazing. She is another blogger and she has been promoting the No Guilt Mom podcast I've seen on her blog and she's amazing. So props to you, All the Lovely Lemons. Yes. And hers says helpful info from relatable and it cuts it off after it cuts it off. We can't see it. (laughs) So, but I love hearing that we're relatable and we're helpful. So, um, it says, I am so glad I found this podcast, such relevant information and practical ways to apply it to our real lives. I love that you put so much accountability on the kids and help moms feel like they're not in this alone. I can't wait to hear more. And I'm so excited to share this podcast with my blog audience. 
Thanks for sharing. Thank you, all the lovely lemons. We appreciate you. That was like a big fuzzy virtual hug. It is. All of them are fuzzy virtual Mm -hmm. hugs. So please leave a rating and review. We love it. We love it. We love it. And with that, let's get into talking about balls. So this episode is brought to you by our subscriber hub. Ooh, tell me more. So our subscriber hub is absolutely free to anyone who wants to join. Basically, you go and join our subscriber hub and you are a no-guilt mom. Like you're an official no-guilt mom. And you get access to our sibling adventure log, which is such a fun thing to print out for your kids. And they go around the house doing things with their sibling. That is fun. And they're actually getting along. Yes. Yes. Amazing. And you also get access to our Make Homework Fun Pack, which is Ooh, that was really goal setting. But we call it Make Homework Fun because we teach them how to set goals yeah. while playing games. While playing with a their game, homework study a challenge. Skills. So don't tell them. But but no. <laughs> No, you can totally tell them. But from a parental standpoint, it's all goal setting. I'm going to say like my proudest moment in that one Uh is how we let them play video games while studying for tests. Oh, yeah. You have like your son plays video games. He plays Minecraft while studying spelling. Yes. Spelling was never his strong suit. He always hated doing spelling words and it would just be like pulling teeth and Finally, one day we both, it was a group effort. We came to the idea of, okay, he's going to go to his Minecraft world. He's going to build a little board and then he's going to practice typing his spelling words in there. And then he asked to do his spelling studying every day then because that meant he got extra Minecraft time and he just loved it. That is awesome. So all of those ideas and more are available for you in the subscriber hub. And those are just some of the highlights, tons of stuff in there. And then you're connected with us because you will then get emails from No Guilt Mom. You'll get like the insider access to everything that's going on. Like this Mm -hmm. is something you want to get. So find a link in the show notes, go sign up for that subscriber hub and uh, let's go. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible, and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Let's talk about this issue of juggling, especially now in like this COVID age where some of us, we're still at home with our kids doing school from home. Yep. Some of us are working from home. We've got our kids at home for certain periods of time, or maybe the kids have gone off to school, but we're still like trying to do that working from home time. It's a really hard to focus. It is hard. It's hard to focus. It's hard to know what you should be doing at any given time. Like we're recording this a week before the air date. And today has been the first day that my son, my second grader has gone back to in-person school and just having him go to school outside of the house. Oh my gosh. I've gotten so much done this morning. Yeah, it's a very different environment because I've been here with you for a couple of weeks. Yes. And yeah, it's been uh, a couple of weeks, actually for like a little over a month. And, but it's been, yeah, it's been it's interesting. It's totally different. And having him go to school, it's made me realize that I've been putting way too much pressure on myself to juggle all the things. It's hard right now, guys. And if it's not going well for you, that is not on you. You are doing a good job. That is on the situation. 
Yeah. Every day you, you show up, you get up, you manage to get something done. Like just the other day, my, uh, my big thing that I got done was I cooked breakfast for everybody. Yes. Whoop, whoop. And, and I even packed have- my lunch the night before. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. No. Can we get a little whoop, whoop? <laughs> yeah. So there you no, go. you got to celebrate them more. Like this I is know. something I'm working on too. Okay. Yeah. Something I'm working on so hard. And that's why it's top of mind that I'm like, you got to celebrate it. 215 victory dance. 215 victory break. Yes. yes. And the 215 victory break, it comes from something I'm supposed to do. Like I'm in therapy right now. Counselor pointed out was that I don't acknowledge any of the good I do, which I would agree with her. So I would also agree that like many moms are like that. Like I think instead many of looking moms at the things, like yeah, instead of looking at all the things that we did get done, we look at all the things on our to-do list that we did not get to check off. Yes. Or we like go and we look at all the self-help stuff and we're like, oh my gosh, I need to do so much more. And this is why my life is a mess. And if only I could set an intentional day or do this or do that, it would be better. And it's just not true. You are doing a good job no matter what you do right now with your day. And I want you first and foremost to know that and to appreciate in yourself, you're doing a good job. And second, when we talk about balls, we balls are just giving little tiny suggestions. This is not an overhaul. This is just stuff that has worked for us Mm -hmm. and take it with a grain of salt. And right. know that you're doing an awesome, amazing job. Yes. Right. So, so our point was like the 215 victories. Yes. Give yourself your victory. Because here's my other thing that I love that you picked 215. <laughs> yeah. Anything it's after a- lunch, you just start to hit that slope. You're yeah. that like just low where you're like, okay, the day has been dragging on. So much of it is done, but yet so much of it isn't done. Mm-hmm. It's that nasty point in that day. Yeah. The witching hour. And you just feel like you're just not, that's where you tend to be the most down on yourself mentally. Seeing those victories at that time, that's when you need that pep talk. That's when you need to be like, no, man, I am a badass. I got stuff done. Yeah. It's funny because it'll hit 215 and you're like, (laughs) I'll see it and I'll roll my eyes. I'll be like, oh, I have to do these stupid victories again. But then I'll start listing them off to myself and I'll be like, oh, I feel good. It's good. Yeah. (laughs) I did a good job. I don't have to be like, feel like I need to do everything this afternoon. Yep. And I'm the corny person that if I'm around my kids, I'll walk up to them and be like, I need a high five. High five me. Now, of course, mine are 12 and 13. So it's a 50-50 shot. I'm going to get an eye roll and I'll, mom. I know. It's always. <sighs> it's just expected. It's but I don't expected. care. I sit there and I smile and I'm like, and I go and you give me a high five. Yeah. They give me a high five and I'm like, woo, I feel so much better. And I walk away. Yeah. I wonder why my kids think I'm weird. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Weird but parents love me. are the interesting parents. And that's yeah. how you create memories. You don't create memories by doing like all of these pre-planned things and making everything perfect. Let's face it. You create memories by being a little weird. And that's yeah. okay. Let's talk about that for a second. When you have your family get-togethers, mm-hmm. do you guys reminisce about the perfect memories or do you reminisce about the ones that went horribly wrong it, and everybody is laughing? It's all the horribly wrong and everybody's <laughs> laughing. Right. It's my, always. My poor mom will never live down quite a few of our things went horribly wrong and we just bring it up every family get-together. Yes. Because it's funny. It's funny. We're all together and we love each other and that's the stuff that we remember. So. Yes. So to focus. <laughs> you know what? juggling. Balls. Balls. <laughs> Let's talk about some balls. <laughs> I like I keep thinking 
thinking about Beavis and Butthead. Oh, I do. Okay. We'll get it together for you all. Yes. Here we go. You came for actionable items. Here we go. We can do this. And I hope to laugh and take yourself a little less seriously. Yes. We don't take ourselves as seriously. Hopefully the middle schooler in your mind is also giggling every time we say (laughs) false. Okay. You have probably heard me talk about my dog, Addie, before, and when we first got her, we didn't know that she was a counter surfer. Now, counter surfing animals are the ones who jump on counters, especially kitchen counters, when you're not looking and take stuff off of them. Well, in this instance, Addie had jumped onto the kitchen counter and eaten an entire bottle of my other dog's pain medication. You can imagine the freak out that ensued from me. So imagine this. You're at the vet's office again, knowing that vet care costs continue to rise. You're anxiously waiting to hear how expensive the bill will be. But If you had pet insurance, your pet could be covered for accidents or illnesses. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care that they may need. They allow you to customize the plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like streetcar tracks, and my bike's tire, like, went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just, like, skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And (laughs) active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, 
reviews and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Balls. B stands for boundaries. Uh, This is hard. This is so hard. I struggle hardcore with boundaries. So do I quite a bit. And boundaries are just, what's the point you're going to say no? Because I talk to moms who feel like they are running around the house, satisfying their kids every need and whim. Right. But you know, they do it because they feel like that's what's expected. They do. And that they're not a good mom if they're not. Yes. Because we are all told that we need to cherish our children. And we are told that showing love for your family means that you're doing everything. And you know what? It does. It does not. In fact, your family will respect you more when you start knowing your own boundaries and saying no more often. Right. Because honestly, if you don't know what you need to be happy Mm -hmm. or what boundaries you need, how are they going to know? Yeah. I ran into the situation over the weekend because I was very happy sitting on the couch in my husband's office and I was geeking out and playing with this new thing we're doing for No Guilt Mom. And my daughter comes in and she's, Mom, can you come watch the show with me? And I'm like, I think to myself, oh, my daughter wants to spend time with me. I need to immediately drop everything I'm doing and go spend time with her because the teenage years are coming fast. And oh my gosh, you won't want to spend time with me anymore. You know, you get into that mindset. Yeah, next thing, she's 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she, you get in there. She's 18, like two seconds later. And you're like, mm-hmm. wait, no, 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 no. She's still 11 no. right here. And so I, I regrouped and I talked myself down a little bit. And then I told her, I was like, I'm really happy sitting here figuring this out. I love you. I want to stay here and do this, but we can definitely do something later. And that was my boundary. My boundary was I was not getting off that couch at that moment. Right. So, and she, the world didn't end. The world didn't end. In you fact, weren't a terrible mom. No. In fact, she went and she started playing with her brother, which is like every mom's dream, I think. You're like, oh my gosh, d- did I actually have some action to that? I did. Yeah. I did. And it was just by Why saying not? no and yeah. refusing to move. So, mm. Saying no and refusing to move may improve sibling relationships Hmm. more than anything else. Interesting. I should have had a book on that one. That's an interesting theory. Mm. Add that to the the post-its we have all over the computer. (laughs) We can try, though. But yeah. Okay. So that was our B for balls. B is for boundaries. B is for boundaries. Are you ready for the next letter? A. What's A, Brie? A is AIDS. AIDS. And we're talking visual AIDS. Yes, because some people, like Brie, are huge visual learners. And you can tell me something until the cows come home. But if I don't see it, I have a hard time remembering it. Yeah. And you know what? Your kids are like that. They're totally like that. Especially the little ones, right? That aren't reading yet or that are reading or just starting. They are still very heavy individual learners. So Mm -hmm. we have some visual aids to suggest. Yeah. In episode four, we talked to the intentional mom, Jennifer Roskamp, and she has a stop sign on the front of her office door that when it's closed, it says stop. Can you? And then she has a list of things like figure this problem out yourself. Ask someone for help. Right. Can someone else help you? Yes. Yeah. So that is one visual aid that she uses that you could use too if you have work to get done in the home and you have a place you can enclose yourself in, put a sign on that door. Yeah. But if you don't have a door, Mm -hmm. we have another great suggestion from a lovely book that we read a few months ago, Indistractable. Yes. 
And in that book, they talk about a attention headband. I loved it because the goofy mom in me was like, oh, I'm going to get the one from the Dollar Tree that has like, the, like <laughs> bouncy stars and stuff on it. And then he was talking about how his wife, when she's working and she's trying to really concentrate on something, she'll put on this headband. And the whole family knows that when the headband is on, you don't bother mom. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, right. And you said that you want to get a tiara for you. I want a, I want a sparkly tiara. I want yes. to shine. Yes. So, I mean, that's a great visual aid. When you see that, you stop. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You could even give a nonverbal response to your child when they ask you a question. They come up to you. They Let's say they still ignore the headband or the tiara. Mm-hmm. And they come up to you and still ask you a question. And it's not something that does not need to be addressed at that moment. Mm-hmm. You can just not say a word. Move that finger and just point to the headband. Shake your head no. Maybe give them a five or something like that. Point to the ground because the lips aren't moving. There you go. And be like, I'll be with you later. (laughs) Yeah. It's a huge one. And I use timers a lot with my kids as a visual aid. Oh, yeah. So I like to set focus breaks for myself. And like I'll have a focus time of 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. And they know this. So if they come into the office and they ask me a question, I have my phone sitting on my desk and I'm pointing. And they'll be like, okay. And they turn around and go out because this is something that we've talked about before as a family. When the timer's going, you need to wait till the timer's off. And what's great, you can flip that and use the timer for your kids. Mm -hmm. So if they need to focus on something and they're just struggling with it, because again, this is a technique that you use all the time in your work. And I think it's a great technique to use too. And I've had to start doing it too sometimes. It's what we teach kids to do in Homework 911 and Homework Mastery too with their homework. Yeah. Yeah. We tell them to use the timer to their advantage, right? Mm -hmm. So set a timer for whatever period of time you feel like you can do. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Sometimes with little ones, you start at five minutes. Right. And if they can't make five minutes, you go to two minutes. Right. It has to be achievable. So again, this is one that you can use as the adult and it's one that you can have your kids use when they need to be focusing on having their attention. Yep. And then another thing is, hey, let's just write out a schedule. This works especially great if you have kids that are learning from home. Yeah. Uh, So you can have a schedule so that everybody knows when everybody is doing something. So for instance, I know not to walk over to my son at 12 o'clock and ask him if he's had lunch, knowing that he has a Zoom session with his classroom at 12.15. Yeah. Like that's not a good time for me to ask him. With the schedule, I think there's an important caveat to that. But that goes with our next one. Yes. Which is the L, the first L of balls, which is loose. Yes. Because that schedule, oh my gosh. I don't know if you saw those COVID schedules that were going around when this whole outbreak went out, when they were color-coded to the hour. And I saw that and I'm like, nope. Like, (laughs) that's a recipe for my brain imploding. Right. (laughs) Because schedules in the home in particular, like they, (laughs) schedule takes a lot of effort and time to get everyone on the routine of the schedule. I would say it takes six weeks time at a minimum to get people on a routine. But the schedule that you talk about with just the prior commitments and knowing when you can interrupt, yes, that schedule is perfect. And that changes, like, right? Mm-hmm. On, based on your day. It's just a, hey, this is the, it's not good to walk up to mom at one fifty-five because she has a meeting at two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So schedules like that are great, but Keep it loose if you're doing other schedules. An example of a loose schedule was when my son was home, he had questions for me a lot and I couldn't just have him wait to the end of the day. So I told him, okay, at the top of the hour, so like say it's nine, at nine o'clock to the 45, 945, that is when I'm focused. That is when I have all my attention. You can come in and ask me questions anytime from the 45 to the next hour. And 
that was a loose enough schedule, but it provided enough structure where every 45, he was standing right here beside me. Right. Yes. And the other thing too, is just in general, the L for loose, embrace the messiness. Yes. Right? We talk about that in episode two mm-hmm. with Dr. Lisa Bravo. Mm-hmm. And we loved it so much. We made our own little shirts to go along with it. And I have to tell you, my partner, Miguel, is constantly being like, okay, Brie, I heard this really great podcast. And these girls talk about embracing (laughs) the messiness. And I'll be like, quit using my words against me. (laughs) You know me. I'm a planner. I am a, and we just had this discussion this morning. I'm like, when things don't go as I expect, I have a really hard time. (laughs) Like I can be on the fly when it's other people and other situations. Mm -hmm. Come talk to me when you're stressing with it. I can help you roll with it. But when it's me, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, well, I need to step back. And I do have to say that to myself several times and I breathe. I'm like, embrace the messiness. It's okay. Embrace the messiness. Yep. It's good. I'm still trying to embrace the messiness. I feel like everything is kind of messiness. So I get into that ease of messiness better Mm. now. And that feeling of everything's going wrong and imploding. I'm like, I'm on the right track. I'm being challenged Um, right now. Oh, hello. Who's at the door? Hello, 2020. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is on track this year. Hey all, it is Joanne and Brie here and we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. At all. Hello. I was doing a ride on my bike and the instructors, yeah, 2020 just needs a reset. We just need to unplug it, turn it back on. Maybe it'll work for us. Hard, hard reboot. <laughs> a hard reboot of 2020. But yes, make it loose. Make sure it's loose and uh, make sure everything you do is loose. Yes. So what is our second Ellen? Balls. 
<laughs> laws. It's for laws. And laws is used loosely here as well because it's about determining the laws, quote unquote, of your house and expectations. Yes. So that's really important. Like you need to talk about everybody's expectations. What do you expect? So again, I'm going to roll this back to you being home with your kids and trying to get productive things done. And this doesn't have to be working from home. This could even be like, let's say it's like Saturday Mm -hmm. and you have things in your mind that you want to check off the list that day. You have things that you expect your children to do that day. For instance, this just happened to me over the weekend. Saturday, my daughter had a haircut, but that was the only thing we had on our schedule. So I assumed my expectations were I was going to get some house cleaning done. Mm -hmm. And I knew my kids hadn't done their chores. Mm -hmm. And I knew we had plans on Sunday. So my expectation was that they would do them on Saturday. But they didn't get my brainwave. What what was up with that? They didn't get the memo in my head that (laughs) they had to do this. So then I got a little irritated later and I'm like, hey, the dog would love a bath, Audrey. She's all like, "Uh uh-huh. And he can wait until tomorrow because I'm not going to do it today. (laughs) She knows her boundaries. I know, right? (laughs) My daughter's definitely got her boundaries. But again, we banter back and forth. That's how we talk. But regardless, the point is, if I had that expectation, I need to share that with them. Mm -hmm. And then also to get irritated because I was asked to do something else. Like my daughter wanted to go see a friend that day on Saturday. And I'm like, no, I want to do the house cleaning. Mm-hmm. She didn't know that. Yeah. So again, it's about talking about those expectations. So mm-hmm. What are yours? What are mine? Yeah. I'm making everybody know like about those expectations and what you want done. Right. I think that's an important part. So you don't communicate them. Yeah. They don't know. So L is for laws, which brings us to the S, which Wait, is oh, my okay. favorite In this whole thing. Yes, this is a good one. Subcontract. Yes. Hire people or have your kids completely take control of tasks and situations in your house. Because you are, and I know you've probably heard this before, and you kind of like, I'm at the point where I roll my eyes at this statement, but I'm going to use it anyways because it completely defines it. But in our house, we're the CEO. Mm -hmm. We're the ones usually who have an idea of vision of what we want our house to look like and what we want our family to be. And it's our kind of job almost to see that vision happen. Right. Now, that doesn't seem fair, though. That's not to say like (laughs) we're the sole CEO of our house, especially if we have a partner like they are the CEO as well. But the CEO doesn't do everything. They don't do everything. Wait, what? They lay out their vision and then they figure out what they can subcontract and give out to others. And then they have to step back because not everything can get done. Right. One person cannot do it all. Room was not built in a day. No. So like when we're talking about chores, we subcontract out our chores, all the chores in the house to all of our family members. Something that in the book Fair Play by Eve Rodsky, she discusses the system where you basically, you can't dictate how a chore could be done. You can say, oh, I expect the counters to be completely cleaned out off, here you go, and hand over the process to the person. Mm -hmm. They decide how they want to do it, and they decide when they want to do it, and hopefully it's in like the timeline that you suggest. You can always suggest timeline, but it's more of a letting go than trying to oversee everything. Right, because if you're trying to oversee, and I'm going to use a word that I know many of us hate, but if you try to micromanage everything, mm-hmm. you're going to lose your ever-loving mind. You do. You lose your ever-loving mind. And there's a lot of guilt with subcontracting because we do have the message that showing love for my family doesn't mean I do everything. That includes anything. So 
So what are some of those subcontracts that you think most of us moms struggle with? Well, here's a tricky situation. A lot of us moms think that we need to clean our own houses. That if we don't do it, then like somehow it's equated, at least in my mind, I'm just speaking for myself here. Somehow I am lazy. I am entitled. I am like all of these things if I don't clean my own house or if we don't have a system. But the fact of the matter is that if you are concentrated on other things, and especially in this day and age where like we as women, we're we're taking control of a lot. My goal is to build a business. That mm-hmm. is my goal. I cannot build a business and take care of a perfect house. Like I cannot. Something has got to give. Either I have to give up my business or I have to give up control of the house. Right. And looking at it that way, I'm like, I want to give up control of the house if I have a choice. Right. If you have to think about this, what is most important to me? Yes. Yes. So I like this post the COVID, I have someone who comes and cleans our house. And that's a dirty little secret. Like you don't talk about with any of your mom friends at all because they'll be like, oh, you're so lucky or oh, you're so this. When really, if I look at a cost basis, my time is worth more than what I pay to get the house clean. I love how you said that because that's another thing to keep in mind. Other subcontracting tasks I'm going to throw out there. Mm -hmm. Child care. Yes. That's another one. Letting your kids go to after school care programs or having them go to a sitter or a babysitter while you're working on other things or maybe so you can get a little bit of extra time done. Mm -hmm. I used to, a dirty secret too, was that we would have our kids stay at childcare an extra hour after work sometimes so that my husband and I could go out. Just go out and have an appetizer and talk about like normal adult stuff. We need like a whole episode on dirty secrets of moms that they don't share because- the ones who look like they have it all together, they have a lot of help. Yes. A lot of help. They do. A lot of us like have things that we keep behind the curtains. We don't let everybody know because it's nice when people tell you like, oh, Joanne, you're so well put together. How do you do everything? And you're like, well, it's hard. It's hard, but I'm doing I get okay. a stitch fix box every month delivered to my house. <laughs> dirty secret there. So I never have to go shopping. Oh no, my gosh. I don't look like I have it. But I mean, there's so but many other subcontractors there's a lot. ordering your groceries, ordering your groceries. We do Instacart. We have Instacart because my husband took care of the groceries in our house. And his choice is that he wants Instacart to do it. And I'm like, awesome. But even going like the other day, we ordered our groceries online and went to the grocery store to pick it up. That was the first time I've ever done that because I don't know why I had a hard time letting yeah. go of that control. And we pulled up and they we called the number. They brought the groceries out to us. I think it cost me an extra $2. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy cow, this was so worth it. My kids were like, yeah, we need to do this more. Yeah. So anyways, my point is that we have all this guilt for doing these things, but what is the cost of your mental well-being? There, it's a your, huge right? cost and it's a cost to your productivity as well, especially right. if you're trying to do really big things. Or the fact that I get to enjoy my children and love them more and be less frustrated, irritated, or God forbid, resentful that people in the family aren't helping out more. Yeah. And in those things of doing really big things, raising kids is a really big thing. So if you are a stay-at-home mom and you are like juggling all the school pickups and the house cleaning and everything else, you do not have to take that all on. You don't. That does not Taking all of it on is not like determining your worth as a parent. It is not. Showing your love to your family does not mean you have to do everything. No. Being the best person you are or being the best version that you can be in that moment. Yes. That 
is showing love to your family. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like, that's why I had to kind of re- rephrase that. I don't want you to think that you have to be everything. You have to be perfect. You have you to don't. read every self-help book and follow every single one to the letter. No, you just have to be the best person you can be in that moment. And I think a lot of that has to do with knowing your own happiness and mm-hmm. knowing when you're stretched too thin. If you're saying, I need a break, I need a break. Mama, you need a break. Yeah, and you deserve it. And you deserve a break. You deserve a break. And take it with everything you have. (laughs) Get like people to watch your kids for the weekend and go away. Yes. Like some things that we both found that we have loved since we stepped away from a few things. Mm -hmm. And I I love to say that we're both water souls, man. You're doing your paddle boarding. Uh I like my kayaking. I've done paddle boarding too before. I mean, it's just, it's, you find these things that kind of just give you that reset. Mm-hmm. And it feels so good. And I can be so much more refreshed and happy and open and enjoying the moment, even in this 2020. Year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just put my head down as I said that. Oh, God. And I, I am still searching for the things that make me happy because I've been stuck on this thing for so long where I had to like, and tell me if you do this too, you find something that makes you happy, but really it benefits the rest of your family as well. It's not totally for you. It's not totally selfish. Hmm. And so let me give you an example. So like this business makes me incredibly happy, but the way I justify it to myself is I am bringing in money for my family. Oh, see, so you feel like, so you're saying that even though it's something that is 100% for you, you Mm -hmm. still have to find a way to justify it to make it okay in your head. Yeah. And I can't, I can't be completely selfish yet. And I'm working to being a little bit more selfish because I think that's where the real happiness comes. I get you. Yeah. I definitely have a lot of everything I do. Every decision I make, big life decisions, not eat peanut butter and jelly versus like a salad today. Yeah. But I mean, like those big decisions, I do ask myself how it impacts my family Mm -hmm. first. And when I'm talking about my family with me, it's not even just my kids and my partner. I'm talking about even like my parents, my sisters, their kids, my nephews and nieces. A lot of people. I honestly think a lot about that as a big encompassing thing that it gets a bit overwhelming sometimes. And it is good to have community and it's good to consult everyone in your community group. However, I think one of the main things you said is you think of them first instead of thinking about what makes you happy first. Yeah, but I love them. But you're yes. right. You're right. It is about a shift there for sure. And I do it to too. Out. I do it too. I think about everybody else but me first. Right. And if one or two people aren't happy, bam, the subject is dropped which I don't think it should be that way. Oh yeah, I think that a lot of us are really quick to say whatever you want, mm-hmm. whatever you guys want. I'm good with it or whatever you guys decide. Yeah. And and that might be like 75% true, but there's that 25% inside you that's screaming like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I really wish we could do this instead. And it's okay. It's okay to disagree and do your own thing. Like with your daughter this weekend, it was okay to say, I'm really happy in what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go do that with you right now, but mm-hmm. I will make time for you later. And she was visibly sad. And that was hard to see her walk away. And she's okay. And she, but it's then hard. that opened the opportunity for something else even better. Yes. She got to hang out with her brother and they got to, and how much was that a big deal for him? Oh, huge. Right? Huge like, deal. And like, my kids, I see it all the time. Like my kids, like they light up. My son lights up when my daughter is like, hey, you want to do something? He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Brothers and their sisters. I oh. know, right? They don't ever want to show it. They don't want to. Sh- they can't admit that vulnerability, but they actually. They do. They like hanging out. So let's review our balls. Balls. Let's re- review our balls again. <laughs> <laughs> so B is for boundaries. Knowing what you should say no to and what makes you happy. 
A is for AIDS, like visual AIDS and and timers and things like that. L is for loose. Embrace that messiness. L is for laws, determining those family laws and those expectations. Yes. And S, my favorite, subcontract. Contract it out. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be doing so much of this. I called my, her name's Beth and she does a wonderful job with our house and she hasn't been cleaning since COVID. And I just texted her this morning and I'm like, Beth, are you taking houses? And she's yes. When do you want me to be there? I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Whenever you can make it, I will take it. Whenever. Yes. So subcontract, don't feel guilty about subcontracting. And if anyone makes you feel guilty, just show them this episode of the No Guilt Mom podcast and tell them, get on with it. Go to our website. Download the No Guilt Mom Mindset, Mindset, which we have linked to in the show notes. You point to whichever one on there you want. Yeah, especially for today, showing love to my family does not mean I have to do everything. No, it doesn't. You don't expect anybody else in your family to do everything, do you? No, we we don't. We need to let go of. We We need to let go of. It's going to take some work. It's not going to be easy, but we're going to do it. We could do it with our balls. Yeah, (laughs) balls. So remember, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is? Well, I've got you. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and the host of the Joyful Courage podcast. Every week I come to you with an interview, digging into tough topics with experts I trust and solo shows that go deep into the personal growth and mindset needed to raise teens in a way that grows them into confident, capable young people. I am not afraid of getting real about the intersection of conscious parenting and the teen years, while also bringing in vulnerability, humor, and lightness. I'm walking the path with you and honored to serve. Listen to Joyful Courage on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts.